Shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hey, it's Ty Smith of the Spokane Chiefs. It's Adam Bocas. Hey, it's Joe Valeno from the Drummondville Voltageurs. Hey, it's Quinn Hughes from the University of Michigan. Hi, I'm Dominic Fox. I'm Jacob Bernard Docker of the Oak Hills Oilers. It's Joe O'Brien. Hi, it's Barrett Hayden of the Sioux Greyhounds. Brady Kachuk from the Boston University Terriers. Major Junior. In the 100th year of the Memorial Cup, the Ankeny Panthers T-Tall have won it for the first time. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select Trollunda defenseman Rasmus Dahlin. And more. Oh, yes! Oh, my goodness. We're not going home yet, baby! This is the Pipeline Show. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Pipeline Show. My name is Gee Flaming, and it is the annual Memorial Cup Coaches Show. This year, we're expanding it to include uh, a few GMs as well. But very excited to uh, present this annual tradition here on the Pipeline Show. And it uh, I, I can't even go back to the last time we didn't get all four participation or at least a representative from all four participating teams uh, on the program uh, which is great we do it for the frozen four as well and that's been very successful over the last decade uh, and uh, happy to to say that uh, we have all four teams represented again this year uh, on the pipeline shows memorial cup coaches show we're going to begin the program with uh, the question of the day obviously this one uh, focusing on the memorial cup Who's your pick to win? And uh, I, when I put it up on Twitter, I said uh, bonus points if you can give me the your final four, uh, the finishing order for the four teams. And uh, the inbox flooded with uh, responses, which is uh, great to see everybody jacked up about the Memorial Cup and uh, putting in their predictions. Uh, lots of picks, obviously, for, well, there are three teams, basically, who are getting uh, picked as the uh, potential winners. Only one team who uh, really is not getting any love a team that uh, people are expecting to be the Memorial Cup champion. And it's, uh, well, m- might not come as a surprise, but the the hosts are not getting a lot of love uh, in the Twitter poll. Right now, Halifax only getting 7% uh, of the vote. As we speak right now, and this is rapidly changing, even as I uh, say these words, but right now, 46% have the Guelph Storm uh, winning the Memorial Cup. 30% going to the Prince Albert Raiders, just 17% for the number one ranked team in the entire Canadian Hockey League and the champs out of the queue, the Rwanda Huskies, uh, with only 17%, oh, 18% now, and back down to 17%. You can find that uh, poll on Twitter, at TPS underscore Guy is my handle. If you're not following me already, give me a follow and you can participate in uh, lots of different uh, things around the show. And I said there that I would uh, share my predictions for the tournament uh, on this episode. Uh, usually I would wait till the end of the show to do that. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, I have the game schedule in front of me. And here's the way I have uh, the tournament unfolding. I guess we'll use this as the news and notes because really nothing else going on outside of the USHL playoffs, uh, the final. Here's the update in the Clark Cup's uh, USHL final. It started last weekend. It's a best of five. They've played two games. Then they took an entire week off to get to game three, which goes on Friday. Uh, right now, Sioux Falls leads Chicago uh, two games to none. Games three and four, if necessary, are in Chicago Friday and Saturday. Then they'll only take two days off 
uh, to play uh, Game 5 if that's necessary. So that's your uh, USHL update. Should also mention the 2019 National Junior A Championship uh, that's going on right now in uh, Brooks. The uh, Brooks Bandits, the host team, they're off to a perfect 3-0 and start. Uh, so are the Prince George Spruce Kings. Those two teams played in the Doyle Cup. The other three teams uh, not faring nearly as well. The Ottawa Junior Senators are uh, have just one win. Oakville, the Blades have just one win as well. Those two teams will uh, will take will play each other. The Portage Terriers, meanwhile, go zero and four, so they're done. Uh, by all uh, accounts, it looks like it's going to be Prince George and Brooks uh, fighting it out for Junior A supremacy uh, here in Canada. Let's get to the Memorial Cup. The uh, schedule begins on Friday. With the Prince Albert Raiders taking on the Halifax Mooseheads. I have Halifax winning that game. uh, And that based really on a a few factors. Prince Albert's the last team to qualify for the tournament. So they played on a Monday night and it went to overtime. They traveled. They flew out to Halifax on Wednesday. They just practiced uh, earlier today as I'm speaking with you right now. It's Thursday. Meanwhile, the Halifax Mooseheads have been uh, off for the entire week. They're at home. They've been jacked and looking forward to this uh, this opening night game of the Memorial Cup for the better part of a year. So everything is setting up against PA and in favor of Halifax uh, for opening night. So I'm going to give this one to the Halifax Mooseheads uh, to win the first game of the tournament. Saturday sees Roy Naranda going up against Guelph. I'm going to uh, pick uh, Roy Naranda to win that game. Sunday has uh, Guelph going up against Halifax. I think on back-to-back uh, nights probably doesn't work well for the Guelph Storm, but this is a team who has uh, shown resilience over the OHL playoffs, and in do-or-die situations, uh, they have responded. I don't think they want to go down 0-2 at the Memorial Cup, so I'm giving Sunday's game to the Guelph Storm. Monday night has uh, Roy Naranda taking on the Prince Albert Raiders. The Raiders will have been off for a couple of days, and maybe got their uh, their senses and uh, acclimated to their surroundings. I'm going to Prince Albert on Monday night to beat the Roy Naranda Huskies. And yes, that would mean that after Monday's game, all four teams would have a record of 1-1. One and one. Tuesday night, the Raiders right back at it against the Guelph Storm. I'm going to go with Guelph on a Tuesday. Uh, not a back-to-back uh, situation there for, uh, for PA. Uh, that would be good. There, Guelph would be off since Sunday. Uh, so a little bit more rest, uh, and uh, I will take the Guelph Storm to beat Prince Albert on Tuesday night. The last game of the uh, round robin uh, sees Roy Naranda and Halifax on Wednesday. The uh, two Q teams have to lean towards uh, the Huskies in that one. Uh, so that would finish the round robin with uh, Roy Naranda on top because they, in my prediction, they beat Guelph, so they would get the automatic uh, bid to the championship game. Guelph would be into the semifinal, and we'd have a tiebreaker between the 1-2 and two Halifax Mooseheads and the 1-2 and two Prince Albert Raiders. In that tiebreaker, I'm going with Prince Albert. Uh, and then into the semifinal, you'd have Prince Albert and Guelph. And just like in the, uh, the round robin, I'm taking Guelph in that matchup. Guelph would then advance to the final to take on Roy Naranda. And right up until this point, until about half an hour ago, my pick was going to be Roy Naranda, but after uh, this week of interviews with uh, the coaches and GMs, I'm going with the Storm. And uh, that's the leading vote on uh, Twitter, on the Twitter poll as well. So I guess I'm not in the minority there. But I'm picking the Guelph Storm to be Memorial Cup champions uh, over the Roy Naranda Huskies. Prince Albert in third place, losing in the semifinal. And the Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, good performance by the hosts. 
But in the end, I do believe they are the weakest team of the four at the tournament. That's my prediction. Really uh, looking forward to seeing your reaction on Twitter. You can let me know what you think about my thoughts. If you want to break it down game by game as well, go ahead. But with that, let's get to the show. And uh, here's what's coming down the pipe today. Obviously, uh, four representatives uh, of the four teams that are in the Memorial Cup presented by Kia. I guess we got to throw the sponsor tag in there as well, although they don't pay me anything for that. We're going to start with the host team, the general manager of the Halifax Mooseheads. His name is Cam Russell. He'll lead the way. From there, we will go to the Ontario Hockey League champion, Guelph Storm, and a head coach and general manager, George Burnett. I think you'll like that conversation a lot. Then uh, the Roy and Aranda Huskies are represented by coach and GM, Mario Pouliot, and we'll close out the show today with the uh, general manager of the Prince Albert Raiders. His name is Curtis Hunt. I just got off the phone with him about an hour and a half ago, so that one is uh, still warm. We'll end the show with that interview. We'll start it off, though, by looking at the host team, the Halifax Mooseheads. First up on the Memorial Cup Coaches Show, next here on the Pipeline Show. away by Fitzpatrick and the end Woods picked to the front they score it's Ben Olivier Grew Benoit Olivier Grew gives the Mooseheads a 6-5 lead with four and a half gone here in the third period hi my name is Bo Grew from the Halifax Mooseheads and you're listening to Pipeline Show There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The store next door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time. You're listening to The Pipeline Show. You have my curiosity. With Guy Flaming. Now you have my attention. We're back on The Pipeline Show. We're going to kick off the Memorial Cup Coaches Show. Well, this year it's a coach-slash-GM show, as a number of the teams are have a coach that does both roles. But my first guest is uh, the general manager of the host team. That would be the Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, Cam Russell, welcome back to The Pipeline Show. It's been a while since we had you on. How are things in Halifax right now, other outside of the obvious uh, buzz for the Memorial Cup? I have to think there's uh, a growing anticipation for this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, no one's excited other than the bad weather here right now. Everything is uh, is, is shaping up, and it's definitely exciting. And we had a, a thrilling series against Rouen, so we're we're looking for a little bit of payback, and uh, yeah, looking forward to kicking things off this week. It's been a long time coming. All right, well, let's uh, start by uh, looking at the path to the Memorial Cup here for the Mooseheads. And, uh, boy, that the opening round against the Quebec Rempart, they really made you work for it, uh, pushing you to seven games. And I wonder, 
if the adversity in round one maybe helped get you to the the uh, the final in the queue this year when you look back at it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, Rue had a tough time against Winnipeg. We had a real tough time against uh, Quebec, and uh, they played well. Sometimes you just, you know, not not to say you don't match up well against certain teams, but certain teams seem to play it better than others. And Quebec was a good opponent, but yeah, I thought we really pulled together after the first two games and played uh, played desperate hard hockey, and I, I think it really carried over to the next uh, three rounds. Well, and I know as a coach, I've talked to a lot of coaches, and they'll say adversity like that is probably a good thing in the long run. Uh, might be tough to go through at the time, but uh, from your perspective as well, it, it kind of gets your players uh, a little bit battle hardened, don't they? For uh, for what you know, at this point of the season, when you're going into a, a tournament like the Memorial Cup, you, you like to have that uh, in your back pocket. Yeah, definitely. I don't think anybody wants to sail through the playoffs with no adversity at all. So, you yeah. know, we, we, we went through it quick. We went through it early. And, uh, like I say, I was really happy with the way our guys played, uh, throughout the playoffs. And I think that was a big part of it. Um, you know, for a while there, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for seven weeks if things didn't work out. <laughs> and, uh, here we are with only a couple of days in between our, our final series and Memorial Cup. Well, not a lot of rest uh, for you guys uh, or for the Huskies. In fact, for all four teams, uh, everybody had to play this past weekend. And, uh, of course, the Prince Albert Raiders just winning, as you and I are speaking right now, less than 24 hours ago, about 12 hours ago, as a matter of fact, uh, for them to wrap up the WHL. So uh, a very quick turnaround. What's the challenge right now to get the guys to ramp things up again after a very emotional series against the Huskies? Uh, or is it because... You didn't win the series. Is it easy to get the guys fired up for this weekend because there's still something for them to prove? Well, that's something, uh, you know, we're, we're going through right now. You know, most of our coaching staff, yeah, it's, we're in a different situation where we lost in the final series, but we're in the Memorial Cup. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of uncharted territory. So it's, uh, it's, it's not too often you get a second chance. Um, I think our guys did, you know, we definitely deserved to be here and we earned it. But, uh, yeah, we were fortunate we have a second chance to, uh, to, uh, come back and then play these great teams and then show them that uh, we belong here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity to, uh, to win the whole thing. Cam Russell, the, uh, GM of the Halifax Mooseheads, my guest here on the Pipeline Show and the Memorial Cup Coaches Show. Uh, let's look at some of the, uh, the specific players on your team, individual players. And, and I guess right now the, the obvious uh, guy we have to start with is Raphael Lavoie, who's uh, really taken his game to another level here. Led your team in the playoffs uh, in scoring by a mile with 32 points, 12 more than anybody else on the team. He really has become the leader for you guys, hasn't he? Fair to say? Yeah, he's played well every game, you know, and he's, he's a big game player. He's, uh, you know, teams play him close. They play him hard. He's, he's a big guy with a terrific reach and a low boiling point. You know, there's not a lot of panic to his game and, uh, he just thrives on those big game situations. So yeah, he, he's definitely been, uh, been a, a great player through, uh, all four rounds for us. Uh, now he had 20 goals in the playoffs. Uh, the next closest player in your team, there was only one other guy who hit 10. Fair to say, safe to say you need more secondary scoring other than just uh, from one guy. I I don't think you ever want one person to do the majority of your scoring. I think it was more a matter of uh, you know him him playing so well and, and giving himself such a, a great opportunity to score and put himself in position to score all the time. Uh, you know I thought we had uh, 
you know, a lot of our players played very well. But, yeah, certainly at the end of the day, you want to throw three or four lines at a team, and, and uh, you know, that's how you win the championships. All right. Well, who's the next guy up after Lavoie? Are there two or three guys that you're really going to be leaning on and looking for that offensive leadership, not just leadership but in the dressing room, what the guys to lead the charge? You know what? I think we've got, we've got three good lines that can really score, and we've got a heck of a fourth line that can come out and they can shut teams down and play physical and play hard and, and chip in offensively as well. But I think the, the key for us is, you know, like you said before, we're going to have to have, uh, all our lines going. We're going to have to, our defense are going to have to play the same way that they played through the playoffs. And their goalie is going to be dynamite like he was before. But yeah, scoring's got to come from everybody on the team. Can I ask you individually about uh, a guy like Antoine Moran and just how important he is because of the experience that he has playing in this tournament last year, uh, going forward and how key he could be for you, uh, starting this Friday? Yeah, him and, uh, Sam Asselin. I mean, both yeah. of those guys, they were here last year. They both won. And just what it takes to be a winner at this level. And, uh, you know, that's key. Uh, our players really look up to both of those guys. They're, they're two biggest leaders on the team. So it was very important for us to, to bring those guys in with their, their experience and their wealth of knowledge, as it was with Coach Eric Villa, who, uh, who hosted the Memorial Cup when he, when he was coaching in, in Chewinigan and won the Memorial Cup after being knocked out in the second round. So, you know, to have those guys in your locker room, it, uh, it, you know, it just helps everybody else understand the process. Bo Grew uh, scoring a big uh, overtime goal earlier in the playoffs for you as a guy who is drafted already, uh, 12 points in just 10 games. Um, I, there's going to be some injury there. I don't know uh, what his situation is at this moment. Uh, is he good to go? Yeah, he's 100%. He had uh, hit with mono, um, you know, at the start of the playoffs, and that was a, a very big loss for us, as you can see. But, uh, you know, he's bounced back since, and since he's come back, he's been one of our best players. I mean, he's, he's a bull to handle. He's strong on the puck. He can score goals. He can play physical, and he's a great leader in the room. So, yeah, important part of our team for sure. Well, and you definitely have uh, veteran leadership on the back end. Jared McIsaac, another drafted player. Uh, leads the way in that regard, and Jake Rizek is a veteran player in the queue, and uh, I'm a big fan of Justin Barron, having watched him at the Holenka Gretzky Cup out here uh, in Edmonton last summer. Uh, really looking forward to seeing his development over the next couple of years, but uh, maybe for those who haven't had a chance to watch the Mooseheads all that closely, how would you su- kind of describe the, your defensive group as a whole? You know, I, I think the uh, the strength of our defense is the fact that, that all six of them can skate, they can pass the puck, they can defend, they can provide offense. They're all six skilled hockey players. And, uh, you know, that uh, makes a big difference when you're, you're not hiding anyone on your team. So we put our all six defensemen out in every situation, and uh, they played excellent for us all year. Kim, I have to ask you about, uh, I'm out in Edmonton, so I have to ask you specifically about Ostap Safin, uh, a guy you acquired in the off season, um, and he was banged up for you, missed most of the regular season, has come back, hasn't really impacted the score sheet for you. Um, where is he for you right now in the mix? And have, have, are we still waiting maybe to see the best of, uh, Safin here in the postseason? Yeah, he was a guy that was injured all season long, and, uh, you know, he, he came to Halifax, he played about a period and a half and was out for six or seven weeks and then came back and was out again. 
So, you know, he, he's been on the mend and basically missed the entire season. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy that, uh, you know, we're waiting for, for him to hit his stride. And, uh, he's, uh, he's a kind of guy. He could definitely be a game breaker and, uh, he could be the difference for you. So, uh, we're hoping that uh, that comes together here on the final 10 days of the season. Last individual player to ask you about is your net miner. You can't win without uh, solid net mining. Alexi Gravelda certainly gives that for you, doesn't he? Yeah, he's been spectacular, you know, and the, and the playoffs started out uh, against uh, Quebec. And, of course, you know, you're playing against Patrick Waugh. That's a very intimidating for most goalies. First two games he struggled, and since then he's been our MVP. He's been the best player in our team for, for the entire playoffs. And, uh, you know, he's had an excellent season this year. So he's a guy we lean on heavily, and, and he's a guy that's uh, that's stood up and, uh, and saved the day for us. So uh, we're, we're really excited to have him in our nets for this now, Cam, the uh, tournament starts on Friday for for the host team uh, taking on the Prince Albert Raiders. You know uh, the uh, the Huskies very well, but how much do you know yet about Prince Albert and Guelph? I mean, the Raiders just won. Uh, you know what? This day and age, it's uh, we're fortunate that that our, our coaches can do a lot of pre scouting. There's lots of uh, game tape, lots of video that they're they have access to. So, you know, by the time the puck drops, we'll have a real good uh, feeling for for how they play and, and uh, we'll have a good game plan together. And uh, no, I think it's going to be an exciting game for everybody to watch on Friday night. Now I know you're the GM, not the coach, but you've been in that position before at this stage. Is it more about executing your game plan and trusting that if you do that, you'll win or do you make individual adjustments uh, depending on who the, the other three teams are that you're playing? A little bit of both. You know, I think there's, there's, there's lots of all of that going on right now and, uh, you know these guys they they all work long hours they all work extremely hard they watch a lot of video and they they meet with the kids constantly so you know they've worked very hard for this it's been a long season so you know they're going to continue doing that uh right till the very end is it is it tough uh to uh, not get lost in the spotlight a little bit and and just focus on hockey i mean you want the guys to enjoy the experience but at the same time uh, you, you don't want to get too distracted by the banquets and all the interviews and things like that. You know, I, I think they'll be fine. I think, uh, you know, we, we've been going to, through this for the last year where we're hosting and there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, attention to it. And I think our players have handled it extremely well. And uh, I think they're looking at uh, just getting on the ice and playing in the uh, tournament now. Mm. Cam, I really appreciate your time. Uh, as I mentioned, the uh, tournament starts for you on Friday against the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, certainly wish you the best of luck and uh, appreciate you making time for the Pipeline Show here this week. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Here's Cam Russell. Thanks to uh, everyone with the Halifax Mooseheads, Scott McIntosh, for uh, helping uh, set that interview up. When it comes to the Mooseheads, the uh, player I'm looking forward to watching uh, closer is uh, Raphael Lavoie. I was uh, on uh, a show here in Edmonton earlier today. As a matter of fact, uh, Alan Mitchell's show, The Lowdown with Low Tide. To me, after watching Lavoie in Red Deer during the top prospect game, he he was the guy on the ice who stood out in terms of man amongst boys. I mean, he's 6'4". He looks like a man on the ice, physically speaking. I mean, he's a, a late birthday. So, to me, he looks like a guy who could actually step in next year. I don't know talent-wise if he's ready for the NHL, uh, although he's take, definitely taken his game up uh, another notch here in the postseason for the Moosehead, but... You know, a guy who's probably being picked in the latter half of the first round in the top, you know, in the 15 to 31 range. 
but I wouldn't be surprised to actually see him not back in the in the queue next year because I think physically he's ready. Talent wise, that's another question. I don't know, um, but it wouldn't surprise me. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play in this tournament to get uh, more looks at him. By the way, all my guests today, basically CHL insiders. You heard if you've been listening to the full show, you would have heard the uh, commercial right before this uh, segment started uh, for the store next door. Uh, visit the store next door ca. They're employing people with disabilities, making uh, awesome products out of uh, broken hockey sticks and more stuff as well. Uh, you can go to their website. It's the storenextdoor.ca. Uh, check out their uh, catalog. It's free to do that. And uh, they ship uh, throughout North America as well. And they're taking all the broken sticks they can get their hands on. So uh, check that out at the storenextdoor.ca. Up next on the Memorial Cup Coaches Show, we head to the OHL's Guelph Storm. George Burnett is the coach and GM of that squad, and he joins me next here on the Pipeline Show. Hi, this is Drew Doughty of the Guelph Storm. Storm on the power play here. Teed up by Doughty, scores! Hat-trick goal for Drew Doughty, 4-0 Guelph Storm. You're listening to the Pipeline Show. You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Well, freaking God! We're back on the Pipeline Show, continuing on with the Memorial Cup Coaches Show, Coaches Slash GM Show, and my next guest is uh, Coach and GM of the OHL champion Guelph Storm. Uh, welcome back to the program to George Burnett. Uh, Coach, uh, tell me about that series wrapping up against the Ottawa 67s, and uh, I, I guess the theme for you guys in the playoffs is your ability to come from behind. Quite remarkable. But uh, maybe reflect on that series against Ottawa. They certainly made you earn it. Absolutely. They were a great team. Uh, had a great start to the series. Uh, getting behind is not something that uh, we wanted to uh, wanted to do. It worked out that way in the last few rounds. Uh, our guys showed uh, a tremendous amount of uh, calm and resiliency. And uh, our, I think our veteran group uh, uh, was a big part of uh, keeping keeping things uh, um, you know, calm and cool at, at difficult times when we were up against it, and uh, we were able to find our way out of uh, the holes that uh, that we dug. As you said, never part of the plan to have to come from behind, but you did it in three consecutive series. And going into a tournament like the Memorial Cup, where it's it could be over quickly if you you get behind, um, knowing the fact that you, your team has that resilience to them, that's got to be a confidence builder for them and for you as the coach. I think it has helped, uh, you know, in the confidence that the team has had. I think, uh, you know, even in the final game against Ottawa, we were down uh, two nothing after first period. Uh, they were, they had had an excellent period. We really struggled. It probably could have been uh, a greater margin, uh, uh, a greater deficit, and, and uh, we had a great second period. Climbed back in with five goals, but but uh, in a short term event like the Memorial Cup, uh, uh, not a position you want to be in, having to come from behind, uh, being ready to start on on Saturday night is uh, is essential. We've uh, uh, we're able to get the extra day or two's rest by uh, winning Game Six here at home and not having to travel back for Game Seven. And uh, hopefully, uh, uh, we've been able to utilize that time for uh, rest, recovery, and some refocus here uh, after uh, uh, enjoying it for an evening. Uh, uh, the championship uh, to get refocused, uh, have a good couple of days of practice once we land in 
uh, Halifax uh, tomorrow afternoon. Why do you think you, you did fall behind in those uh, those last three series? Is it just starting on the road, the home team has the advantage? Is it just the way it works out like that, or do you think there was a reason? Yeah, I'm sure there's, that's that's part of it, but uh, clearly, uh, uh, I guess if we had the had the complete answer, we wouldn't have put in that situation. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it happens. I thought. Uh, a couple of the games were one-sided. Uh, you know, you come off a big, you know, going from London, which was a very emotional game seven, to uh, uh, to Saginaw. I, I think we were we were still thinking about what was behind us and uh, and not uh, not a chance to refocus with the quick turnaround. Uh, uh, not an excuse, but just uh, you know a fact of uh, the circumstance. Uh, I think in the Ottawa game, uh, uh, again a, a quick turnaround from a game seven in one side of the. Uh, of the province, so all the way across to uh, you know to Ottawa, and, and uh, we got behind quickly there. And they're a team that uh, all all three of those teams are teams that strike quickly. And if they they smell blood or see blood, then they're uh, they're going to uh, uh, they're going to kick you when you're down. And and they did, and uh, we uh, we deserved every bit of it. So I, I think uh, um, getting getting ourselves out of those uh, uh, those holes that we dug was uh, was helpful. I think our, our leadership group is is quite strong and. Uh, led by our captain Isaac Radcliffe, but also supported by uh, you know some kids that we brought it, brought into our program during the season, but also uh, some kids that have been here through the the uh, the lows and and uh, and have a chance to experience the high this year. So uh, it's it's been an interesting group, uh, a group with a lot of uh, experience and uh, some championship experience, and it's very important that uh, um, you know we take advantage of, of their uh, their experiences as we move uh, move forward to the Memorial Cup. Well, it's a good segue as I want to get into and asking you about uh, some of the individual players. Uh, George Burnett, the uh, head coach, GM of the uh, OHL champion Guelph Storm, uh, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, let's start with Nick Suzuki as a uh, guy who led the OHL playoffs in scoring by a long shot, 11 more points than anybody else in the league. Yes, played a few more games than your counterparts with Ottawa, but 42 points in 24 games. He's been everything you hoped he would be. I would have to assume after uh, picking him up uh, earlier this season. Absolutely, he's you know he's uh, uh, one. He's very soft-spoken, quiet young man. Uh, but uh, when he speaks, I think uh, everybody's listening very attentively. Um, I, I know that uh, he's he's had big games when when we needed someone to you know to be a difference maker or to to uh, give us an edge or give us a push over the top. I look at his uh, uh, his game. Uh, uh, six and seven, uh, five, six and seven, really the whole series, but game five, six and seven versus London when we were up against it, uh, uh, the last few games against Saginaw trying to dig out of the three one hole there, uh, and, and throughout the Ottawa series, uh, win or lose, uh, he's, he's led us offensively, but, uh, he plays in all key situations. He kills penalties. He blocks shots. Uh, um, you know, his, his faceoffs, uh, are, are key, uh, being on our top line. He sees the other team's top player most nights. Um, and he's making everybody better around him. But I, I think most importantly is just as uh, the uh, demeanor that he brings to the table every day. He doesn't get riled up. Uh, um, he's he's uh, he, he's able to you know keep his uh, keep his head in difficult situations, and I think that's rubbed off uh, uh, on everybody around him. And I think he's been a great asset, a uh, very close uh, friend with Isaac Ratcliffe, our captain. They were minor hockey teammates. Uh, were drafted off the same minor major team, and I think they've really enjoyed. I know they're we've, we've, we have them living together. Uh, that was their choice, but uh, but uh, uh, they're they're good lifelong friends. Uh, before uh, before this season, I know they were excited to have a chance to to finish their OHL careers together and to have a, win, a chance to win a championship and participate in the Memorial Cup. Uh, 
and have another a chance at another championship, I think will be uh, uh, you know a big thrill for for them. I don't want to speak for them, but I know that. Uh, uh, that familiarity uh, between the two guys has really helped uh, our group uh, lead our group. Now, when you made that acquisition to to pick him up from Owen Sound, was that knowing that relationship with Isaac Radcliffe and just how how tight they are, was that a, an added bonus, or is that one of the reasons why you thought he would be a good fit? Well, I think when you look at, we didn't anticipate adding, you know, or making as many changes as we did. Uh, you know, a couple of those additions were. Kids that I had knowledge of with Hanley and Atwistle, I drafted them in Belleville and Hamilton and had experience coaching them. They were champions last year in in, uh, in Hamilton of the Ontario Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that experience and knowing the character of those young guys was was easy for me to to uh, you know to to bring them in. Um, you know, a number of these kids were teammates. Uh, four of them were together in Owen Sound and a real good program there, having chances to win the last couple of years and deep playoff runs. Um, you know, Isaac's relationship with Nick uh, absolutely has uh, had, had a lot to do with, you know, being willing to, to make the move, I suppose. Uh, um, Mackenzie and Jack were teammates, former teammates. Uh, three of these guys had played together on the World Junior Team uh, just, just at Christmas time here. So there was a lot of familiarity uh, amongst the group. It wasn't uh, like we were bringing in, you know, eight kids from all different parts of the province or different teams uh, and, and with Kids today, in, in general, they're you know, they're playing in U15, 16, 17, 18 tournaments and representing their countries and their provinces. Uh, they know each other, and uh, uh, I guess that's uh, the great thing about it. There was quite a bit of familiarity with our group, despite uh, the number of changes that were made uh, uh, prior to our, our deadline in January. Uh, tell me about Nate Schnarr, who uh, led your team in scoring during the regular season with over 100, uh, 100, 100 points. How's he been in the playoffs for you? Nate's had a terrific season and playoff. Uh, you know, a, a young man that uh, I think last year had, if I'm correct, I think he had 39 or 40 points last year. Missed a, a good chunk of the season after shoulder surgery in the summer, uh, so he was late getting to the, uh, you know, getting started and, and had uh, you know lots of bumps. When you miss six months with shoulder surgery, uh, it really puts you behind. Um, you know, earned a contract uh, with uh, Arizona this year during the season, well deserved. And has been a young man that uh, uh, will play with anyone, play in every situation. Uh, very passionate, uh, loves to play, loves to be on the ice. Uh, kind of guy that you've got to, you know, you got to kick him to get off the ice uh, at the end of the day. And and is really, uh, you know, one of those kids like Isaac or uh, Samarukov, for example, uh, Cedric Ralph. Those kids have kind of uh, Anthony Popovich, our goalie. Those kids have been through, you know, four years of uh, a couple of tough ones and, and seen the, seen the light a little bit last year and. And uh, I think we're really excited when we were, you know, we were adding to our group uh, to to uh, uh, give ourselves the best chance to to win. And uh, uh, it's nice to see those kids persevere through some difficult times and and uh, and come out on top. It says a lot about uh, them as young men and uh, uh, their work and and ability to kind of stay with it and uh, and persevere. Coach, I'm uh, located near Edmonton. Obviously, I have to ask you about Dmitry Samarukov, the uh, defenseman who the Oilers drafted and has just had a fantastic uh, regular season and even better uh, postseason for you. For the sake of Oiler fans, uh, can you describe this guy and what he's meant to your team and, and what you should, what they should expect of him at the next level? Well, easily could be our MVP uh, in the playoffs as well. Uh, his his uh, ability to defend, uh, to be, uh, you know, big, big hard hits, uh, uh, play against the best player every night, play big minutes every night, uh, skates uh, like, uh, you know, many of the uh, uh, stars of the past, many years past uh, in in that uh, uh, in that organization. I know that uh, uh, he'll uh, he's put up big numbers. Uh, I, I I don't think that's his 
number one uh, asset as far as running the power play or, or being uh, leading the team offensively, but he's certainly done that this year. Uh, played very confidently. I think his numbers in the second half and in the playoffs are kind of through the roof uh, from where they were prior to the season. Uh, I think his season was really kick-started. Uh, had a good first half. Uh, we were a good team, not a great team, a good team, but his World Junior uh, with his uh, uh, home team uh, with Team Russia was was outstanding, and he he really didn't drop off at all when he returned. He uh, he led us through the second half uh, and uh, has had a playoff, uh, a very memorable playoff here on nearly 30 points. Uh, scored big goals, uh, led our power play. We've made a few adjustments, and he's uh, he's taken them uh, uh, with a great deal of pride. Uh, all the challenges that we've put forth, and uh, he's tireless. Uh, he's a special young man, and uh, uh, has a bright future in the National Hockey League ahead of him. Last individual I want to ask you about is your netminder, Anthony Popovich, who might not be a household name across the, uh, the the country, but certainly in OHL circles, he's earned a lot of respect. Uh, you, you can't win without strong netmining. I assume he's giving you that. Well, he is, and he's an interesting guy. He was he didn't play as an underage player, didn't play as a 17-year-old, played only, I think, seven games or had seven wins uh, in a tough season. Uh, um, we, we kind of stuck stuck with him and he, he had a good good rebound last year in his first opportunity to kind of be the number one guy uh, winning 30 games uh, real steady uh, hard-working guy very unassuming doesn't doesn't want the, to be in the limelight or looking for the credit he just does his work uh, very businesslike uh, responded this year with a just a solid season and uh, but his playoff has been uh, uh, you know when you look at the numbers you know sometimes they they might be a little bit misleading, but when you're when when you're behind, and I think we had seven elimination games that we faced there, uh, uh, your goaltender has a big part to play in, in us uh, being able to respond in all those games and coming out on top. and And I think that uh, you know Ansi deserves a lot of credit. Uh, he's uh, uh, when he's had a tough period, uh, he got behind with two tough goals the other night against Ottawa in the deciding game, and but really responded with. Uh, a wonderful performance over the last 40 minutes, and, and uh, led us, and one of the one of the guys that certainly led us to a to a final game victory. So I'm um, happy for him. It's nice to see good people from good families, uh, um, you know, come out on top and and uh, and get some recognition uh, through their hard work. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm I'm sure lots of heads are being turned with his performance, and hopefully he'll have an opportunity to move on uh, at some point in time and, and and play the game that he loves and and. That's what you like to see, uh, uh, you know, from from every young man that, that puts the type of effort in that, that he's been able to do over the, the number of years that he's been here. Coach, you've been to the Memorial Cup before, OHL champion back in 1998. Uh, what's the challenge now from your perspective as the coach uh, to get the guys uh, ready to, after a emotional OHL playoff, to ratchet it up once again uh, for the Memorial Cup? What's the challenge? Well, you know, three of the four teams are coming in as champions. There's no question. Uh, Halifax being uh, uh, the local team, uh, you know, they've got that home ice advantage uh, uh, in their favor. I, I think the, the refocus is the most uh, most important to you know making sure that you're in the present. You're not thinking too far ahead. Uh, being one game uh, round robin uh, uh, versus each uh, East Center, uh, you know, digging a hole is is difficult to get out of. I know in my two previous experiences. Uh, we lost to Portland in Game One in '98, and uh, uh, they were the ultimate. Uh, they beat us in the in double overtime in the final, and uh, we lost to Spokane uh, in overtime in Game One in Kitchener, and they ultimately went on to win the Memorial Cup. So, um, starting well is important. Um, trying to be as healthy as we possibly can after a little bit of rest this week. Uh, having a good travel day tomorrow, but uh, practicing well and being well executed. I think the key is is is, is clearly. Uh, 
uh, starting well, but but uh, focusing on the things that are most important to your team. And uh, we can we will know our other teams as as all the teams in the tournament uh, will will know each other very well. But but making sure that uh, we're we're taking care of the things that make us uh, our best and uh, uh, and and focusing on that. Well, that was going to be my next question. Whether it's uh, you adjust things for the opponent, or at this point in the year, do you just trust that if you execute your game plan, you're going to have success? Well, uh, executing our game plan and playing the way that we want to play is most important. Knowing your team, knowing their key personnel, uh, knowing their tendencies, uh, uh, passive aggressive, their special teams, uh, you know, their key points of attack. Uh, all those things are very important. We'll learn some of those things as we go through the tournament, and you get a chance to see teams play live, but. Uh, there's there's lots of video, there's lots of homework being done, uh, uh, there's lots of detail. Um, I, I, I still come back to making sure that uh, that we're doing the things that uh, that we do best and uh, do best, and trying to impose your will on your opponent. There's no question that uh, uh, we want to try and play the way we we play, not uh, not have to play the way our opponents play, and uh, that'll be our our. Uh, our, our focus for this week of preparation and as we go through the tournament. Lastly, uh, your first game is on Saturday against Roy Naranda. Uh, I, again, um, just with the length of the, the three series, the CHL finals, that uh, they all went six or seven games, is it nice to have that one extra day rest or will guys be chomping at the bit to get out there uh, and would you have preferred to open it up on Friday? Well, absolutely. They're excited to go. Uh, kids would rather play than practice at this time of the year and, and uh, uh, absolutely. Um, I think the extra day helped us. It was going to be a, you know, a flight and a, and a, and a bus ride, uh, back for game seven across the province, which is another, you know, 10, 12 hours of, uh, of, uh, of travel time. So I, I think that rest has uh, been helpful. And, uh, uh, you know, today will be a, uh, a work day today and then the travel day tomorrow, two good practices Thursday, Friday and, uh, ready to go for Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon. Coach, I uh, certainly appreciate your time and making the time for the Pipeline Show. Wish you the best of luck when you get out to Halifax. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it very much. Have a great day. Cheers. That's George Burnett, head coach GM of the Guelph Storm. My pick uh, to be crowned champions of the Memorial Cup this year. And a lot of it's based not just on their depth, but also their size. And I think the team that will get past a a club like Prince Albert uh, as an example, it's going to have to match them for uh, their size and their strength, and I think Guelph does that. So uh, I'm looking for the Storm to have a really strong tournament. They've been on such a roll and have shown that they can uh, overcome adversity here. So uh, that's the reason that I'm picking the Guelph Storm. Up next, we head to the uh, number one ranked team and maybe the favorite going into the tournament, the Ruin Miranda Huskies and uh, head coach Mario Pugliot, who you'll hear me ask him the question uh, during the interview, but I don't know if if it's ever happened uh, before. Uh, we've seen coaches win back-to-back Memorial Cups before. It's it's a pretty short list of coaches who have done it. I don't know if a coach has done it with two different teams in back-to-back years. Last year, Mario Pouliot was the coach for the Acadie Bathurst Teton, and the uh, Titans won the Memorial Cup with him on the bench. Now he has a chance to win it again with the Huskies, and I don't know if uh, that's happened before. I asked... Uh, Pete Labardius, good friend of the show, and he's an encyclopedia when it comes uh, to the uh, to the Canadian Hockey League. He didn't think it had happened yet either. Um, so this could be, could be, and I say that because I don't know 100% for certain, uh, but it could be a historic tournament in that regard should the Huskies uh, pull it off. We'll talk to Mario Pouliot about that and about the Huskies next here on the Pipeline Show. 
and up comes Trankovic. He's got speed. Trankovic breakaway to the backhand. Scores! Max Trankovic is second of the season, and it's 2-1. I'm Maxim Trankovic of the St. John Sea Dogs, and this is the Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.ab.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Welcome back to The Pipeline Show. We continue on with the 2019 Memorial Cup Coach slash GM show and uh, pleased to be joined once again by Mario Pouliot. This year, he's with the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League champion, Ron Aranda Huskies. Of course, we had him on the show last year uh, as well when he was with Acadie Bathurst. Uh, and uh, that tournament ended very successful you, uh, for you, Coach. Uh, welcome back to the program, first off, and uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. I know it's very busy where you are right now. No, it's my pleasure. I'm, uh, I'm really happy to, to talk uh, with you. Well, I appreciate you making the time. Uh, tell me how different this it feels for you uh, as the coach this year compared to last year. I, I, I'm sure it doesn't get old and it's not like you're bored, but uh, there's some familiarity for you there now. No, it's kind. Of, it's not kind of the the first time uh, I'm coming to the the Memorial Cup. So uh, for me, it's kind of uh, now I know exactly what uh, is going to be the the next uh, few days and uh, the way to prepare prepare our team and uh, all the, the the stuff like that. The, all the the planning at the end of the day. Uh, game still the game and it's going to be kind of a, a usual preparation but it's kind of uh between games uh what we we we're going to do and uh, uh playing here in the final again the the set is kind of uh now we are more uh, familiar with uh, the the city and it's going to be really important uh for us to stay away about uh, distraction and uh stuff like that and we just want to keep going, doing what uh, we did uh, all season long and uh, focusing on ourselves and going day by day, and we'll see what's going to happen down the tournament. All right, well, let's talk about the uh, the path to get to where you are right now. And uh, it's uh, uh, outside of the, the final series against Halifax, it looks like the, the toughest series for you might have been the first one. And uh, uh, I wonder if a little adversity early on in the playoffs uh, for you was a good thing from a coach perspective. Well, it's, it's clear, and honestly, it was kind of uh, same uh, was similar from uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had tough time against uh, Shikutimi. Then we swept the two next series, and we won the the President Cup in six. So it's the same scenario this year, and honestly, uh, helped us a, a lot uh, down the road to uh, uh, being better as uh, controlling uh, our uh, emotion and. Uh, uh, kind of staying away, uh, some, uh, 
after stuff after a whistle. And I think that uh, after the four game in Shawinigan, we had a meeting with our players to fix our mental plan. And uh, from there, all the credit to, to the players. They fixed on the right way. And uh, I was really, really happy because the, the fifth game, they scored an early goal in the game. Then after we, we took a penalty, then... Uh, we stay, we stay calm and we, we find a way to, to beat them, uh, the, that night and, uh, the night after. But when we look at that, the last two games we played against Shawinigan in the regular season, we, we beat up them, uh, 16-3 if you put the, the two games together. So kind of a human uh, nature at some point, uh, we were, uh, Telling them uh, we have to be confident, but not overconfident, and uh, making sure we we're gonna take them uh, seriously. But at the start of the se- series was kind of uh, not the fact we were not working really hard, but our focus wasn't in the right place. Their goalie was doing a really go a really good job, and uh, we we lost second game uh, at home. Then after that, uh, I think uh, that series. Uh, help us to uh, get better down the the playoff run. Mario Pouliot, head coach of the Run Aranda Huskies, my guest here on the Pipeline Show as we preview the Memorial Cup uh, for the uh, uh, the champions of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, you were just talking about the, the, the difficulties in the first series and how you credit the players for, for coming together and, and overcoming uh, some early adversity. Who are the leaders in the dressing room, the, the guys that you can go to and, and uh, use them to, to get everybody else going? But it is kind of, we have a, a group of leaders. So it starts with uh, our goalie, Sam Harvey, uh, Peter Abadonato, or uh, Jacob Never, our team captain, Rafael Abipinal, Felix Bibo, and uh, we had Dobson and Teasdale. So those guys, I'm a type of coach. I'm talking a lot with uh, our players uh, kind of what they think about uh, some different uh, things and situation, what they would like to do things. And uh, at the end of the day, we are kind of more uh, taking decision uh, together about the specific uh, things than uh, those guys are kind of taking care of uh, the room when uh, uh, we need to uh, we need to settle a couple of things but uh, all the credit they are a veteran they they grew up uh, as a husky and because 20 out of 23 of our roster are from our scouting department so uh, they will know each other uh, they are a really really tight group I will say uh, our team chemistry is probably our best asset. Uh, you mentioned Peter Abandonado, who uh, led your team in scoring this year. I had uh, your uh, team broadcaster on the show uh, right before the last series, Jean-Paul Charlebois. He mentioned that Abandonado was out, I believe, with illness, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What's his status going into the Memorial Cup? Yeah, he's doing really good. I think he was uh, first uh, before... Uh, he, he he got sick and uh, then uh, since he's back he missed the whole uh, series again Rimouski. then uh, the the first I will say the first two game uh, no the game three the second game and the third game was his first game since uh, two weeks and a half so mm-hmm. was kind of uh, 
a bit tough for him because just kind of to get the, the rhythm back and uh, he played a really strong uh, game five and six. And when you look at his uh, individual stats, he, he was he was first uh, before uh, he got six, six sorry, and uh, he he had a pretty good uh, average point per game. So he he's a really good offensive player. He's a veteran player. He has a ton of poison. Uh, he's really dangerous offensively and on the power play too. So uh, for us, is a huge asset too. And he was, it was mono that he was out with, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that could be really tricky. I know that's something, I, it can affect players. They could be out for two, three months uh, sometimes and, and sounds like it was a much shorter situation. Was there ever a concern where you wanted to keep him away from everybody else? And, and you... Yeah, but, uh, our team doctor was saying uh, to us, uh, okay, perfect. We, we kept him away from a couple about the series against, uh, Rimouski, so he wasn't on the road with us. He was at uh, his beloved family. But from there, he's kind of... Uh, I was thinking he's going to be longer, but uh, our team doctor said he he can uh, keep skating, working, and stuff like that. But the thing is, he has to kind of uh, be careful to have his, uh, his own uh, water bottle and things like that. So... And we were, and he he got back practicing with with us, and uh, he was uh, practicing in the specific jersey, and uh, he's back uh, playing. And the last two games, he he has a big impact uh, on our President Cup uh, win. No question. Another guy who has had a very big impact for you, especially in the playoffs, has been Joel Teasdale. You picked him up in trade early on in the season. What has he meant to your team this year and obviously here in the playoffs? Well, honestly, he meant a lot. He's kind of a power forward. He's really, really strong at one-on-one. He has a physical impact. He's a, he's a threat of the the four check he's one of the best uh, net net front guy on, on the power play and he's really good to generate time possession in the ozone and uh, he's kind of uh, playing uh, every situation power play pk and uh, facing uh, top players uh, the other side so he's kind of uh, he, he's a pure power forward not a, a lot in the in the hockey right now, it's specifically kind of a, the way he's playing the game. He's really strong on the puck. He's really strong on the board, and he he's really tough to handle at one on one. So for us, it's definitely the, uh, a huge uh, piece of our puzzle. And he's a really good leader, and he all the experience he got the the last two seasons. With the Armada is kind of uh, mm. help us down the road because uh, when we made that trade, he, he already uh, played the 51 game. So if you add the, the 20 game we played this year, so he end up with 71 game uh, in uh, his uh, whole uh, junior career. So it's a ton of games. Well, that experience is such a, a huge thing yeah. at this at this young age, and yeah. now. 
a guy like Noah Dobson immediately comes to mind because obviously he played for you last year and is a yeah. uh, Memorial Cup champion just like you are. Uh, so he has yeah. that experience and, and clearly he's taken his game to another level this year and he was really good last year. Oh, honestly, I uh, totally agree with you. Uh, he, he bring his game uh, at another uh, notch because, uh, and specifically, I think defensively he's more using his uh, body, uh, and, uh, on the leadership, uh, He's doing an amazing job, and with the puck, he he, he has a ton of poise, and uh, he's a kind of effortless skater, and he, he's able to log a uh, uh, lot of uh, minutes uh, on the ice. So uh, for me, definitely was kind of uh, the first uh, piece we we wants to add that that trade deadline and uh we were, are really happy and uh I'm kind of uh he, he did really good last year but this year he's kind of uh he's better than it was last year more experience more stronger physically more involved at one on one leadership side he he's doing a, a great job and uh, offensively he's uh always dangerous off the rush and uh, he uh, his shot is really good too so uh, he's doing a, a great job for us uh, coach Pouliot, uh you can't win without uh, excellent goaltending i don't think average goaltending is going to be enough uh, samuel harvey is one of the best goaltenders in the canadian hockey league and he's he's been playing like that for you all year oh uh, honestly he's, uh, he has a great season so far he's kind of a, he, he's always uh, giving us a chance uh, to win, but for me, his experience is a uh, poise uh, on his net and uh, the way he's uh, controlling uh, the game. He's uh, always kind of, I think one of the turning point in the last series, we were leading 4-3 uh, last game five at home and uh, he, he made a huge shave uh, to stop Lavoie. Uh, alone with him, kind of with the half empty net, and uh, he made the save. So we won that game, and everybody know now what happened after. But uh, for me, uh, his experience, he's really calm, and uh, he's always making a big save at the right moment. So uh, for me, it's uh, it's another guy's having a ton of uh, leadership. We draft him and. Uh, He's kind of uh, one of our uh, kind of uh, best leader too. So we are uh, lucky to to have him too as overage players because for sure you need a good uh, goalie to to win games. Now I could keep asking you about individual players, and there's lots of guys that uh, deserve uh, being uh, talked about, but we don't have time to get to everybody. Maybe who are a couple other guys that you think don't get enough attention, but you couldn't win without them. I think uh, Bergeron in the back end, he's uh, honestly, he's a really dangerous offensive, but more a two-way D, but he's really dangerous offensively. He, he has a ton of poise. He, he's good on the rush, and uh, he's really tough to cover in the, the ozone. He's uh, really, really good to, to find a soft uh, spot, and uh He's uh, on the backdoor play. He's, he's dangerous too, and uh, he improved a lot since the start. He's still 
kind of he was playing school uh, two years ago and uh, he has a really really good uh, progression so uh, he's kind of a type of guy is maybe under the radar because we have a lot of good uh, veteran but mm. uh, and good players too but uh, he's doing a, a really really good job and other guys up front is uh, for me is our team captain Rafael Pinar is our uh, uh, art and soul player he's probably uh, the guys uh, I never coached guys like him uh, having uh, that type of a uh, work ethic he's always uh, uh, hunting the puck, he's hard on the puck, he's hard on the forecheck. He's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, but he's playing like he's the biggest guy on the ice. And uh, and he was amazing in the final too. So uh, he's another guy, uh, people not talking a lot, but uh, he's one of uh, the reasons why we have a good season so far. The Huskies are the number one ranked team in the Canadian Hockey League and have been for probably the last three or four months. So you're used to having the target on your back for sure. You, you probably go into this tournament being the favorite as well. What's the biggest obstacle or the, the biggest challenge you think your team has ahead of you, whether it's the opposition? I'm not saying which team is going to be the toughest, but what's the, what's the toughest thing you have to, to face as a coach to get your team ready? Well, honestly, uh, for me, it's- kind of uh, staying uh, ourselves and uh, being ourselves, playing our game, focusing uh, on us and uh, keep doing what we're doing since uh, uh, August. For me, uh, it's kind of, uh, I know we're going to work hard. I know it's going to be a really tough competition. We're going to face a really good team. It's going to be our uh, biggest challenge since the start of the season, but we won't change. We don't want to change uh, our recipes. We just want to take care of our business and being better day after day. And now we are focusing on Guelph, and uh, we're going to see after that what's going to happen. But when we, I think we never think about uh, being first in the country and stuff like that. We just want to get better every day and uh, kind of uh, playing uh, as hard as uh, we are able, and uh, we'll see what's going to happen at the end of the of the day. I I know that there have been coaches who have won back to back years. I don't know if there's been a coach that's won back to back years with two different teams. Do you know? I have no clue. I'm not looking at that stat and stuff like that. And just the only thing I can say, I'm so fortunate to uh, to have the chance to win last year, and uh, being uh, another time uh, at the Memorial Cup uh, this year. Uh, uh, as a President Cup uh, winner, so it's because, uh, like I said, I'm fortunate to uh, coach a really good team with a good uh, work ethic and uh, the guys uh, playing all together. So it's kind of a just uh, enjoy uh, every day because uh, uh, it's not every time that happens. So just enjoy and uh, make sure everyone is doing uh, their job. Excellent. Uh, I'll look it up to see uh, whether that's true or not. Uh, Coach, I really appreciate your time. I certainly wish you the best of luck once the tournament starts on Saturday. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. Great to catch up with uh, Mario Pouliot again this year, uh, this time behind the bench of a different team, but uh, really informative, and um, I like the insight that he shares about his team.
One more team to get to, and that one is the WHL champion Prince Albert Raiders, which means it's an in-the-dub segment uh, coming up for our friends at dubnetwork.ca. Keep up to date on everything around the Western Hockey League. Make dubnetwork.ca one of the first visits of your day as you uh, tool around on the internet to uh, get up to speed on everything happening in junior hockey. Why not start with dubnetwork.ca? Even in the offseason, lots of things happening in the Western Hockey League. Up next, Curtis Hunt, the general manager of the Prince Albert Raiders, here on the Pipeline Show. Minnesota selects as the first pick in the 1988 entry draft. From Prince Albert, Mike Medano. Hey, this is former Prince Albert Raider Mike Medano, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Go Raiders, go! Go Raiders, go! The green, white, and gold team is Go Raiders, go! We take on the roughest and welcome the toughest, but the song in Prince Albert is Go Raiders, go! You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Let's do this, we're back on the Pipeline Show with Keith Flaming. It's the annual Memorial Cup Coaches Show, and this year we're including some GMs as well, and it's the uh, the fourth and final uh, segment uh, on the show this year. And uh, the GM that joins me now is uh, coming from the WHL champion Prince Albert Raiders, uh, Curtis Hunt. Uh, welcome back to the Pipeline Show, uh, Mr. Hunt. How are things out in Halifax? Thanks, Guy, and geez, that sounds good, WHL champion Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, things are great in Halifax, had our first practice today, lots of jump, uh, guys are energized. Uh, we were quick to make the transaction to the uh, the time zone, and uh, we're excited to get going. Well, and I think that maybe that's where we'll start, because, uh, it, you know what, we're, we're going to start with the, the look looking back at the WHL playoffs and your path to get to the Memorial Cup before we get on with the this uh, tournament and what's happening this week. Uh, when you look back at the playoffs, uh, from a coach or a GM perspective, I have to think it's it's a good thing when you look back and, and see that your your team was able to overcome some adversity along the way. I mean, you had a tough series against Saskatoon, another tough one against the Oil Kings where you actually had to come from behind in that series. And obviously going seven games deep and overtime in Game 7 against Vancouver, uh, your club really got pushed to the limit and overcame it. Uh, and that's got to be a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think anytime you overcome adversity like that, it takes a complete team effort. And, and every time everybody's involved in that commitment level, you get a little bit closer as a group. Uh, you have a little better experience, a little better understanding of, of, uh, you know, about your emotions, staying in the moment, playing in the moment. And, and, uh, I think that, that should pay us dividends, uh, you know, moving forward this week. And, uh, you know, I give the coaches full credit to keep the guys focused. They had a good game plan, uh, good adjustments uh, throughout each of our four series. And uh, all of them offered something a little bit different that we can draw on uh, in the next, in this weekend coming up. For the most part, over the course of the WHL regular season, your club was fairly dominant uh, from start to finish. When it came to time for the playoffs and you did get pushed along the way, did you learn anything new about your team? Um, no. Well, you know, we knew we were good and we knew we had depth. I think we responded very well when we, when we really have to. I, I think that, that championship series and, and I give full marks to Vancouver and the way they played us. We were a different type of team. Uh, but you know, for, for, for young kids, what happens is they get up three one and, and I think they start thinking about, 
maybe just a little bit beyond and then the nerves set in and uh I thought we were probably played a little more nervous than we needed to and um by the time we got home into game seven uh I thought our guys played downhill they played our kind of hockey speed pace execution and uh you know other than them playing impeccably defensively and their goaltending being outstanding I thought you know we really had a dominant game Curtis Hunt, the general manager of the Prince Albert Raiders, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. All right, let's look at the Memorial Cup and obviously the the story right now. It's uh, Thursday before uh, the tournament starts. The fact that you guys played Monday night, quick turnaround. You just flew out to Halifax uh, on Wednesday. No rest for the wicked, I guess the saying goes. But uh, how, how does fatigue come into play? Is it a concern for you right now? Well, not really. It was uh, we had a great trip out here. It's four hours. Uh, it's like going to Moose Jaw. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a tough building. Uh, you know, the home team's going to be revved up. Uh, you know, we took some steps early in the week to adjust for the time difference, uh, by setting our clocks. Our kids, uh, wanted to practice on Tuesday after, uh, we clinched our spot in the big dance. Uh, so they were committed right away to doing the right things. We had a real early breakfast on, uh, Wednesday. Uh, that would emulate a 9.30 breakfast here in Halifax. And, and uh, you know, it's no different than the championship series. Vancouver waited, and we played uh, the extra games with uh, with Edmonton. It was a – I guess we had one more day, but just the same. Uh, just the same. It's, uh, it's business as usual for us. And, you know what, we're really excited. And we understand the short tournament. We've got lots of experience. Uh, Mark Habshai, it's the second Memorial Cup, but – uh, a winner in one and, uh, with Jeff Truitt, our assistant coach, he's got, he's, this is his fifth, uh, you know, and a winner in one. And so we'll draw on that experience in terms of our preparation for game one. And obviously that's a huge game, uh, for every team that's competed in this event. And, and, uh, that's where we'll start. Curtis, I've been doing, uh, radio shows the last couple of days. And every time I get asked about Prince Albert, it's, you know, what makes them so good. And I always come back to depth and, and, I think that really revealed itself in the playoffs when, you know, I'm using the uh, the Oil King series and as an, as an example because I saw that one so close firsthand. But you know, Dante Hanoon had one point in that entire series, and uh, I know uh, that Brett Leeson ended up leading you in scoring in the playoffs. But there was an eight game stretch where he didn't get have a point in the playoffs. That would be, you know, a critical for some teams. But because of your depth, other guys stepped up and uh, and helped uh, lead the way when some of your bigger guns uh, were, you know, not hitting the score sheet as much. And to me, that's that's what depth reveals. Do you agree? Well, I, uh, you know what? I'm going to reflect back to the question you just asked me about. Did I learn anything about our team? And and when I thought about that and, and I looked at Swift Current last year and their, and their run to the Mem Cup, uh, we were very similar. We have we, we knew we had depth. We, we've had balanced scoring throughout the year and, and certainly guys among the, the league's best terms of points per game uh and all of a sudden you get in the postseason and uh you play different opponents different styles how they play how they match up and we were able to take advantage of uh of our depth and different players stepped up in different situations and and uh you know i always say the true essence of the team is when we have enough confidence in our own abilities to praise the abilities of those around us uh that's true selflessness and uh i think that's the way we played and it didn't matter who was the hero at the end, um, and it didn't matter which series uh, that hero came in. Uh, you know, we had a general, you know, 
brotherly love for the the teammate beside us, and uh, we were just happy to get the get the job done. I had uh, Mark Abscheid, Coach Abscheid, on the show uh, earlier in the season. I think uh, was while you were on your your big marathon winning streak at, at near the start of the year. Uh, and I asked him about the defensive core as a whole because outside of the WHL, it's not a lot of people who are going to recognize some of the names on your blue line. Uh, but at an event at, like this, now that you're on the national stage, a lot of people are going to get to know your blue line and, and what makes them special. To me, it's it's size and just a, a toughness and a meanness to the group as a whole. What stands out for, for you about your blue line? Well, I, I, I would agree with what you said there. Certainly size and, and, a, and an attitude of, of uh, you know, you're going to have to get through us. For the most part, our group of D has been together, including uh, Ian Scott and Nett, uh, for three years. And those kids battled every day in what was a real tough year two years ago um, against some real good teams in our division uh, last year again. Uh, with Regina hosting Moose Jaw winning the uh, the uh, Scotty Monroe Trophy and Swift Current eventually winning our our side you know three teams right in our division um, I think all that served those guys well in terms of the adversity going through all that together and 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 always being resilient and always being supportive and when I talk about a band of brothers I don't think there's a tighter group than than our set of D and and uh you know, it's it's kind of neat the way you say that. Nobody knows uh, much about us, but those guys come to work every single night, and uh, and they're going to make you pay and earn it every single night. And uh, we're really proud of you know the growth they've had as players, and certainly uh, in a lot of ways they're better people. Uh, you mentioned Ian Scott, and I have to obviously touch on him. You can't win without uh, stellar net mining, and uh, boy, he had five shutouts in the playoffs: two of them in the semifinal, two of them in the final. Ian Scott's been uh, everything you could ask for from your netminder. Oh, Scott, he's had a terrific year, and right from the get-go, um, has that like there's that look, that demeanor. We'd see him in net, and maybe our club was a little bit off. And, and I remember Mark and I speaking about how about his posture tonight, and uh, you just knew nothing was getting by him. And you know, I, I think he took some great experiences. Uh, again, he's been with us now for four years, but two years ago. Uh, you know, a real long year for him last year, a lot better in that opportunity with the Toronto Marlies uh, to be in the net, to understand the work ethic, the commitment to go through a playoff run um, as a support player. And I think what he did is really brought that back to our room off the ice with the leadership, uh, taking care of himself uh, and mentoring uh, young uh, Boston below us as uh, as our as our primary backup and, and Ian's just been tremendous and obviously he's been uh, celebrated um, throughout the league uh, with, with the honors that he's received so far at the Western Hockey League level. I have to ask you about some of your forwards uh, on an individual basis as well. And uh, I guess when you talk about leadership, we should probably start with Sean Montgomery, uh, who's uh, in his fifth year in the WHL, all of them with the Prince Albert Raiders. And just uh, that doesn't happen very often. I think he's played what just shy of, 450 games or something like that regular season games as a, as a Raider uh, quite remarkable what is what has he meant to the organization well we I would call him like just steady Eddie you know what you're getting from Monty every single night uh, he's uh, he's a quiet leader but when he when he does talk everybody listens and uh, you know to watch him develop into the player he is to have the season he's had uh you know, he's centered with Brett Leeson now for a year and a half, and, and those guys have just developed some tremendous chemistry. 
um, Monty being the, you know, the speedy, gritty, and uh, obviously Brett Leeson's uh, career has been followed throughout the season. And then the young, young uh, Alex Protus on the other side. And, and uh, Monty's that guy that's going to block the shots. He's going to pay the price. And uh, you know what? It's a record in terms of games played you'll never see broken, especially now that uh, the Western Hockey League has gone back to a 68-game schedule. That's right. 345 regular season games. It's had 450, but that would be uh... – uh, that shows you how well my how good my math is. That's Glenn do. Goodall country. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Uh, you mentioned Alexi Protus, and, and I, I want to go there next because uh, and again, going back to the Oil Kings series, boy, he was a a wrecking ball I guess, for the Oil Kings uh, to go up against back to back hat tricks in that series. Really took off for you there. I know he didn't hit the score sheet as much in the final, but. Um, this is a really talented player that a lot of people don't know. Again, outside the WHL. Um, but he's draft eligible this year, and I think there's uh, going to be a lot of people watching him. Uh, big six foot five power forward like that. What can you tell people who haven't had a chance to watch him play? Well, he's a guy. The first thing is he's never stopped smiling. I think since uh, since he came into our locker room, uh, Alexi loves the game. He loves to be around the rink. Uh, him and his countryman Sergey Sapego. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think. Having two guys from the same country has been a real blessing in terms of some comfort and, and in terms of adaptation. And sometimes those first-year players from from Europe, it, it is a tough culture shock. Uh, Alex has got a tremendous reach. Um, I think he's a deceptive skater. Uh, sometimes those big, long guys don't look like they're moving, and then all of a sudden they're by. Uh, he protects the puck as good as anybody. And, you know, we're really excited to how far he's come this year and especially with the number of games we've played and, and to still be a major contributor in our lineup is, is fantastic. And, you know, we think he's got a tremendous future in the game, certainly in the North American game. Uh, and, you know, obviously not looking beyond the tournament ahead, but uh, there might be good things for him at the draft as well. Now, in the offseason, before the start of the year, you uh, added Noah Gregor via trade, and uh, it certainly worked out for you. I, I want to know if you had a little... Uh, insight to that San Jose would be would be sending him back to the WHL this year or was that just a you know uh hedging your bet a little bit uh and obviously tell me about what he's meant to the team because he's been a terrific uh, find for you this year well the, the funny thing about that deal is when when we made the deal with Cam and I, I think he was uh at the time he was looking to um and he had a lot of 20s from the year before they certainly tried to load up and yeah um I, we've always liked him. He'd been in Moose Jaw. His speed and his skill set uh, is just tremendous. Um, and then all of a sudden, San Jose made that big deal for Eric Carlson, and a whole bunch of prospects went the other way. And mm-hmm. So uh, at, at the time, we knew they had a lot of prospects. Um, and uh, so we watched it really closely. And, and uh, as it turned out, um, when he was sent back, uh, we were in the middle of a big long run. I think that made the transition real easy. I think the fact that he played in the division uh, made the transition uh, real easy. And uh, you know what? He came in and uh, hasn't missed a beat. And uh, you know, I, you do feel a little bit fortunate, but every now and again, uh, you know, you got to take a little bit of a risk. And uh, that's, that was a good one, I guess. I'm going to ask you about Cole Fonstad. Uh, he started the season slow, then really found his game in the second half. Uh, hasn't been, hasn't looked like himself here in the playoffs. I don't know if there's there's injury. I'm not expecting you to tell me if there is. But have we seen the best of Cole Fonstad yet uh, in the postseason? Could he be a maybe a, a secret weapon for you if he uh, finds his form once again here in Halifax? Well, I'll tell you what, like, 
Cole hasn't showed up on the score sheet, maybe, but his, the chances that he generates and the respect that he's given as a player, I, you know, that always he always factors into your depth. And uh, he had opportunities. I think he's probably banged his stick off his helmet enough times, uh, you know, and every now and again, it just the stars don't line up for those guys. But we would probably be more concerned about the points if we knew he wasn't getting chances, but he's getting quality chances. He's a great compliment on that Noah Gregor line with him and Ozzy Weisblatt. And uh, those guys can play with elite skill. They can play with puck control. And, uh, you know, they even have a little bit of a physical element to it, although you don't always see it. And So Cole's a guy that, uh, again, you, you just never know. And if you look at our group, you talked about Alex getting streaky and you talked about Brett getting streaky. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Parker Kelly is a guy that was streaky in the first couple of rounds and then the last series with Gregor and Anun. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before, uh, things start rolling the right way for, for Cole. But what we've really liked is that he's, you know what, he's been blocking shots and he's playing the right way. And, uh, like we always say, if you can't uh, pull the cart, push it. And, uh, and, uh, he's certainly been doing that. I like that expression. Uh, okay. I've asked the other three teams the same question. We'll end it with this is just your, your biggest concern moving forward. And I'm not asking about uh, specific teams that you're facing or anything like that, but what's the biggest hurdle for Prince Albert here going into the Memorial Cup? I don't think it's a hurdle. I just think it's a mentality. And I, I, I think Mark summarized it with three words. Don't be late. Um, you know, let's be ready at puck drop. And, uh, I think our guys have done a good job. We've had a lot of coverage and press this year. So, you know, we're used to some of those distractions. Hmm. Uh, from a player's perspective. So it's, you know what, that puck's going to drop at uh, 8.15 a local time on, on Friday night. Uh, it's going to be a full house, which is fantastic. We play the host club and, and certainly a club that, you know, played six games in the Quebec League final. So a battle-ready club just like we are, and uh, we just want to be on time for that game. Excellent. Curtis, I really appreciate your time. Uh, obviously, everybody in the WHL is uh, going to be rooting for you guys. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for making time on the show today. Best of luck. Thanks, Guy. Appreciate you having us. Very busy schedule there in Halifax uh, for Curtis Hunt and the rest of the Prince Albert Raiders. So a uh, big thanks to him for making time. Also, big thank you to uh, Brett Smith, the uh, communications guy for the Raiders, who has, uh, I imagine, he has been running around like a chicken with his head cut off as uh, things really tight scheduled out there, let alone their schedule because they played uh, Monday and flew out on a Wednesday. They Today is Thursday. They practiced for the first time this morning. There's meetings. There's a banquet uh, that goes on. Uh, so And, of course, lots of other media uh, that are right there on hand. So uh, very appreciative of the uh, work that uh, Brett put in to help set up that interview. And I thank Curtis Hunt for his time as well. That wraps up this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. I hope you enjoyed the Memorial Cup uh, coaches slash GM show. Next week on the program, well, the tournament won't be over, so we'll uh, get up to speed on what's happening there. Maybe we'll also check in on the Junior A Championship down in Brooks as well. That will be complete. So uh, I know uh, Andrew Peard, who I shared a broadcast booth with the Oil Kings uh, this season, uh, he was down there covering that, so maybe we'll check in with him. The Clark Cup in the USHL will be done, so we can uh, recap that as well. And uh, from there on, it's NHL Combine and the NHL Draft. Between now and next week's show, get out and watch some prospect hockey so that you and I can talk about it next week here on the Pipeline Show. Until then, I'm Guy Flaming. See ya!